0: Thin Air is an independently created podcast by Daniel Calderon and Jordan Sims. Thin Air is supported in part by our donors at patreon.com slash thinairpodcast. Through our Patreon, donors receive rewards for their support, including Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes, ad-free versions of regular episodes, and stickers for as little as $1 a month. So if you value what we do and you want to support us, consider checking us out at patreon.com slash thinairpodcast. Today's episode of Thin Air Podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh.com. Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting Thin Air. Receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code THIN AIR30. This episode of Thin Air is also brought to you by Zola. Zola is reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, visit Z-O-L-A dot slash Thin Air and using the promo code Thin Air at checkout. That's zolacom dot slash Thin Air and using the promo code Thin Air. Today's episode is our last of 2017. This year has brought so many incredible things for our podcast, and we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and supporting us this year. It means so much. We return with new episodes on Monday, January 29th, 2018. Both Daniel and I hope you have a safe and happy holiday season surrounded by people that you love. Thanks again, and we'll see you in 2018. This episode is part two on the disappearance of Wanda Lemons. If you have not listened to the previous episode, which is episode 34, please do so before listening to this episode. All persons mentioned in today's episode are presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Last week on Thin Air Podcast. Well, I have bonded with all the mothers. Do you all think that, like, yeah, whatever happened to our girls is... Like they all sort of met the same fate?
1: That's all connection, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all feel that way.
0: When Wanda Lemons went missing from Chillicothe, Ohio in November of 2014, she vanished when disappearance and death seemed to be haunting the town. This was a trend that continued until summer of 2015. More women would go missing only to later be found dead in ways their families thought were suspicious Other deaths were just outright murders. Wanda's disappearance was seen as fitting into this pattern, that she was connected to the other women somehow, either by previous drug use or lifestyle, or even by a dangerous criminal known as Dollar Bill. Documentaries on these women lamented the drug crisis in Southern Ohio and counted Wanda's disappearance amongst them our last episode discussed all of the circumstantial evidence, most of which was hearsay, tying Wanda to the other women. But Wanda's oldest daughter, Megan, questioned if her mother's disappearance was related at all, and if some of the people in Wanda's life at the time had something to do with it.
2: I could have told you that from the beginning, that my mom is not tied to these women. It's ironic that she would go missing at the same time, that she's not tied to these women. And I just, I've known that in my heart the whole
0: time. In today's episode, we discuss Wanda's known relationships and associations around the time of her disappearance, relationships which haven't really been public knowledge before now. Because so little information has come out about her life at the time, I've been chasing down people who don't want to talk, running into dead ends and what ifs. So today's episode presents what we know now and what we don't know about who Wanda was close to when she vanished in winter of 2014. Wanda Lemons was a woman who lived between two states. I mean that in the literal sense, of course. She was often back and forth between the states of Ohio and Texas. As a mother of five, her heart was torn between the two places. In Chillicothe, Ohio, where she went missing from, she was working on staying sober and gaining custody of her youngest daughter, Heaven. And in Texas, Wanda would stay in different cities, sometimes Galveston, sometimes Houston, sometimes all around. She would visit with her children and stay with friends. But Wanda really lived between two separate lives. Wanda grew up in Texas where life hadn't always been easy or kind.
2: She was born and raised in Texas her whole entire life until I want to see Oh my God, I'm not good with age. I want to see it was like maybe 25 or a little older. Texas was a bad place for her because she grew up here and her adolescence got into a lot of trouble, a lot of bad groups. So it was just a bad place for her. She just couldn't be here any longer. She kept getting in the wrong circles and couldn't get away from it. So she moved to Ohio with my grandma, Diana.
0: After moving to Ohio to be near her mother, Megan says that Wanda worked hard to become sober after living on the streets and battling an addiction to alcohol and heroin. During this time, Wanda found God and became an evangelical.
2: She cleaned up, sobered up, and uh, became an evangelist for a little while and was working on a book of her her life that she had been through a lot and kind of wanted to use it as like to evangelize to people so she was doing good for a really
0: long time. Megan actually told me a little bit about Wanda writing that book and kind of like it was about her experiences with was it related to her finding God and is that what that book was about?
1: Oh yeah it was going to be a good one when she had it published. It would have helped a lot a lot of girls.
0: The book that Wanda was writing contained many of her life experiences that led up to her finding God and deciding to become sober. Both Megan and Diana said that her mom had dreams of one day publishing the book as a way to help others.
2: It was her life's work, and my mom really believed that the reason she had gone through everything she had gone through in her lifetime was to bring light to that area of her life and share it with others and let others know that if you've been through this and you feel like you're broken and you feel like a, a bad person or feel like that's who you are. It's not, you know, like my mom really wanted to minister through her life experiences.
0: But life didn't always stay on this path. Wanda always liked to do her own thing, to travel and roam, as Megan called it, to not be tied down too much. Wanda resented being told what to do, where to go, how to live her life. After finding God in Ohio and starting her book, she traveled back to Texas, often getting in what Megan called sketchy situations. In fact, Wanda had gone missing before in Texas one night.
2: Ironically, actually, I one day had to put out a missing persons report for her when we had moved back to Texas because she, uh, she told me she was going to go to her friend's house and asked me to watch my little sister and then it ended up, you know, she was gone overnight and I was like, okay, well, let's put out a missing persons report and... We went and looked for her, and it was a big misunderstanding, of course. You know, having to do it a second time, I was like, Oh, I'm sure we'll figure it all out. Well, definitely was never expecting that would be the last time I'd ever talked to her, but...
0: After this, Wanda continued to move around a lot. For a while, she lived in North Carolina, but then it was back to Ohio. Her last known trip to Texas was in the summer of 2014, the summer before she went missing. In our last episode, Megan discussed her mom's potential illness, cirrhosis of the liver, something which Wanda claimed was terminal, that she only had six months to live. I was able to confirm with Diana that Wanda was actually quite ill the year of her disappearance.
1: She had cirrhosis of the liver, she had pancreatitis, and uh, she was supposed to start treatment on her liver. And they said that if she didn't do the treatments on her liver, that they'd have to put her on the uh, a liver transplant. She wasn't going to, uh, I guess she just wasn't going to do the treatments. She just got too scared.
3: And,
1: well, I told her, you know, that she has to do what her heart tells her to do. I mean, you know, I can't make her take the treatment, but I told her, you know, you know, this is a decision that she would have to make. She was, uh, when she disappeared, she was uh, talking about getting the treatments. But, that's, you know, but now that she's disappeared, you know, I don't know, you know, because she was in pretty bad shape with her liver. Her liver was in bad shape. Yeah, it was really bad.
0: This visit to Texas would be the last time Megan ever saw her mom, though they continued to talk frequently when Wanda got back to Chillicothe. When she got back to Ohio around August or September of 2014, both Megan and Diana said she was there with a goal, to stay sober so that she could be the best mom to her youngest daughter and get full custody.
1: She she had her problems with drugs and alcohol, but she was really uh, doing good there at the end uh, before she disappeared.
0: Diana had custody of Heaven during this time, and she was coordinating visits between Wanda and her ex, Joshua Lemons. Megan described that Wanda was little by little doing mom things, and she was excited about them, like walking Heaven to school, picking her up, and just being around her.
2: And Heaven was actually, like, the closest, I think, to my mom, because my mom was finally the kid that she had and got it right with because she was in a good place in her life and sober, and so she actually got to keep Heaven. Uh, The rest of us went with our other parent when she had us. She actually got to keep Heaven and was a stay-at-home mom with her for, like, most of Heaven's life.
0: Megan was kind of saying that Wanda wasn't really able to be there for some of her kids, but that her and Heaven were actually pretty close, and that Wanda was, like, really trying to be close to Heaven.
1: Yes. Yes, she was. She was trying to be a good mother. Yes. She said God blessed her with this child, and she wanted to be the best mother she could be.
0: Diana said that, before she went missing, Wanda was passing her drug tests, completing all requirements for rehab, and she had a job.
1: She had been working uh, at a nursing home. She was uh, being a cleaning lady.
0: Wanda's sobriety and commitment to getting custody is a major reason why Megan believes that Wanda's disappearance had little to do with the other women of Chillicothe, the details of which we discussed at length in our last episode. If Wanda was sober, why was she lumped in with the other women to begin with?
2: I mean, it's a relief and it's also a frustration, but it's frustrating because now that it's been so long and now that we're just kind of piecing everything together and saying like, this has nothing to do with drugs or prostitution or all the other women. It just has something to do with Josh. you have a gut feeling, you have a gut feeling, and I have that.
0: By all accounts, Josh and Wanda had an incredibly contentious relationship. According to court documents, they were married in 2007 and divorced in 2009 just two years later.
2: Their relationship was awful. My mom has been in a lot of of relationships. It didn't surprise me that she ended up in another one. He has beaten her. He's messed her up real bad. When they separated, my mom, I guess, finally was like, this is not happening anymore. I'm done.
0: She said that Josh was abusive to Wanda. Do you know anything about that?
1: Yes, he was. Yes, he was abusive. He did beat on her, and uh, I think she hit on him, too. But, uh, yeah, he was really abusive with her. He he beat on her a lot. I've seen a lot of the bruises. And That's what caused their marriage to fall. But Yeah, he was very abusive with her, and um, even when they were divorced, he still... Uh, She didn't uh, let him see Heaven hardly at all.
0: After the divorce, their daughter became a major source of arguments between Wanda and Josh. According to court records, Josh was held in contempt of court for not paying child support three times between 2011 and spring of 2014. And Megan described one occasion where Wanda actually took Heaven out of state on a visit to Texas, which she said made Josh furious.
2: She did, like, the worst thing ever and took their daughter, Heaven, to Texas. Um, that's when me and my mom and Heaven we almost from Ohio to Texas in, like, 2011. where well, she took Heaven. I think she had the right to do it legally, but he just totally went off the deep end making threats to kill every single one of us and take Heaven back. I mean, my mom couldn't even use her phone because he would call and call and call and call and call. One night she turned it off. We look up, and she had, I think, 150 missed calls. I mean, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, she was still calling. I mean, my mom had been around really sketchy people and known people like that. For me, that was extremely scary because I was never around that.
0: Something that I tried to figure out was just exactly how much Wanda and Josh actually interacted around the time she went missing. Around the time, because you were talking to your mom a lot around the time that she went missing, how often would she see or interact with Josh? Would would they would they talk on the phone? Would they how would they interact around that time? Do you know?
2: I can't remember if she was interacting directly with him, as far as because she would have heaven, you know, and take her to school, take her back and stuff. I don't remember if they two were switching if they were going through my grandma, which is Diana. Um, So I don't remember if they were, like, meeting through her and, you know, switching heaven on and off or if they were doing it directly through each other. She would know. I don't really remember. I kind of want to say they would have done it through Diana, but I'm not really sure.
0: Megan argued that after the divorce, Josh threatened Wanda and that she was afraid of him.
2: He literally shocked her. Like, he was, um... Like, I mean, and she wasn't afraid to say it, she would say that she felt uncomfortable going places uh, in that town because he would stalk her. He would like message her and say he knows like where she had been and stuff like that.
0: Another detail that Megan found suspicious was a missing Facebook page. Wanda has more than one Facebook profile. In fact, she has four that I can see that are still up in some capacity. But of all these accounts, Megan says that one of them, the one that Wanda was using the most actively around the time she vanished, had been deactivated at some point. She argued that this clue pointed to Josh because Josh may have known Wanda's Facebook passwords. When she
2: went missing, my mom me like, oh, oh my God, I'm going to say like five Facebooks. <laughs> She would always forget the password or, of one and wouldn't be able to log back in, so she'd make a new one. Well, every Facebook she's ever made, you know, it, it's still there. You can, I mean, I still have all of them on my Facebook except for the, the current one that she had at the time of her disappearance. I went to that to look for that Facebook. I don't know if it was to tag her in something or what it was, but um, the Facebook was gone, it was deactivated. I couldn't search it. I was like, okay, well, that's weird for one reason. Every other Facebook she's ever made, even if it's two years old, is still here on my Facebook. I can still search it. I can still see all of her posts. But that one was deactivated. I mean, who better than somebody who stalks her and probably knows her passwords to things? And I had called the police department which you know if you've looked into my mom's face that they're not very helpful it's something that I can do like I don't have the right protocol and whatever I don't know the right measures it's something that they could have had done easily if looked into where that was deactivated or you know on my phone or whatever they could have figured that out easily that would have been really helpful they never did that
0: I tried to reach out to Josh for an interview about Wanda, but he blocked me, I later learned. It gave me the impression that I was sticking my nose somewhere that it did not belong, that he had washed his hands of any connection to her. Because of this, it was really hard to find out just how much they spoke or saw each other, and it made it easy to assume that Josh wanted nothing to do with Wanda or her disappearance. But Megan argues that Josh's behavior after Wanda went missing is suspect. Wanda's disappearance effectively ended the custody battle, and Josh now has custody along with Diana.
2: So it is obviously very ironic to all of us that he's a dangerous, has put his hands on her. We know he flipped out when she took him to Texas the first time. She was about to gain custody of heaven again and bring heaven back to Texas, and he did this. So, I mean, what better motive to get rid of somebody? You know
0: what I'm saying? He has custody of her now, right?
2: Of course, yeah. Of course, if mom goes missing, he gets custody, so.
0: kind of wanted just to know more about their relationship. Did they, around the time she went missing, was she, did they interact? Did they hang out or did they see each other? No,
1: they were fighting over custody over her daughter.
0: Yes, yeah, she had a court
1: date. We were supposed to go. I had custody of her at the time. We were supposed to go back to court in January for her to get back custody of her child, and that's when she come up missing. And she would not went missing to miss that at all.
0: Both Diana and Megan mentioned that Josh, who has since remarried, will not allow Heaven to discuss Wanda in their home. That she can't even have a picture of her mother around.
2: I've actually been told by Diana that my little sister is not allowed to mention her name, and that uh, they don't ha- they don't let her see pictures of my mom or anything. So I was so mad. I think Diana said for her birthday or something she gave her a picture of her, and, her and my mom. And I was just asking her, you know, how because she's kind of become older. She was young when it happened, but she's older now. So I just was curious how she's handling the whole thing and does she ask mom, Does she understand? And she was like, well, you know, I talk about her or whatever, but when she's at Josh's, she's not allowed to to talk about her mom at all. She's not allowed to say her name or look at pictures of her. And I was like, what? You just don't do that. I don't know. I just can't understand what planet somebody would not feel totally horrible about doing that for.
0: Megan said that Josh doesn't really let heaven even talk about her mom. Why is that? She has pictures
1: of her mom. Thank heaven just, anymore, she just don't feel comfortable talking to her dad about her mom. Because she always comes here, and when she comes here, we talk about her mom. She always asks me questions and stuff. So I think it's just because she feels more secure with me than she does her dad on that part. And there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just grandma. But uh, she says, but she tells me all the time, my mama's Wanda. That's my mama. She remembers everything about her mom. She don't forget, she ain't forgotten nothing. So we won't have that problem.
2: You know, the second that my mom went missing, that was every single one of us were like, okay, well, Josh has something to do with that. So he needs to be questioned. We need to find out what's going on. Um, and so we've kind of never backed down from that.
0: According to Diana, Josh was questioned by police initially, but he later refused to take a lie detector test.
1: Yeah, the police have talked to him, and uh, they wanted him to take a lie detector test, but uh, his uh, attorney told him no, not to take a lie detector test. So he never did take a lie detector test.
2: When it it all went down, our, you know, um, all of the children, which is you know me and my siblings. All of our first question was, okay, well, was Josh's question. What was Josh doing? What did he have to do with it? This is weird. Obviously, he's got something to do with it. And um, she said, well, the police uh, approached him, but he denied a lie detector test, and you can't make him take one. So, and I was like, okay, is that not proof enough right there that he denied a lie detector test? If you have nothing to hide, why would you deny that?
0: This detail that Josh didn't take a lie detector test can be used as both evidence of guilt or innocence, depending on what you believe about Josh. If you think he's guilty and involved with Wanda's disappearance somehow, this is suspicious. More evidence that he's guilty and avoiding investigation. If you don't think he had anything to do with her disappearance, then this move could just be seen as defending himself, that he has a good lawyer. Josh's relationship with Wanda was filled with anger and resentment, with physical abuse and a bitter custody battle. All of these things are true. And Diana acknowledged all of these things about the relationship, but she was adamant. Josh did not have anything to do with Wanda's disappearance.
3: Josh
1: would never hurt Wanda. I mean, they might have their differences, they might have threatened each other, but as far as him hurting her and doing anything like that, no. Do you see Josh now? Yeah, because he brings heaven to me like every other weekend, so me and Josh, we get along just fine. Uh, You know, he's being a good dad, he's taking good care of heaven, she's happy, and that's all that matters to me. You know, I don't like the way he treated my daughter, I didn't like the way he did my daughter, but you know, that was them two they were married to each other, and uh, he knows how I felt about, you know, how he treated her. He knows I don't like it and didn't approve of it. Uh, And, you know, I've said my piece about it, but, you know, we do have to go on, on, you know, I have to do go, go on with life and You can't hold grudges because that don't get you nowhere, and you have to forgive. You know, I've forgiven Josh for all the things he's done, but he has stepped up and has proven to me that he's a darn good father. And, you know, I'm proud of what he does for heaven, and heaven's happy. So, you know, as long as she's happy, that's all I care about.
0: So despite the custody battle and despite that Joshua had abused Wanda, you don't think that he could have had anything to do with her disappearance?
1: Never. No. I won't never believe that. Nothing. No. I mean, they had their differences, but you know what? He would never hurt any—he would not hurt the mother of his his daughter. He's just not that kind of a, a person.
0: More when we get back from this short break. This episode of Thin Air is brought to you by Zola. Zola is reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. Zola registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, as well as things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, and even wine subscriptions. There are over 500 brands and over 50,000 gifts and experiences all in one place. It's free, fun, and easy to use for both couples and their guests. When I got married in 2012, I remember so well my checklist of everything to do and feeling like I could never keep track. I still have binders crammed full of so many different wedding ideas and planning stuff that I look at today and think, I have no idea how I pulled that off. Zola's incredible website would have taken so much stress away from planning, shopping around, and just generally managing our wedding. To sign up with Zola and receive a fifty-dollar credit towards your registry, visit zola.com/thinair and using promo code Thin Air at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's a fifty-dollar credit towards your registry by visiting zola.com/thinair and using promo code Thin Air at checkout. There was another significant relationship in Wanda's life when she disappeared. His name was Marvin. Wanda was staying with Marvin when she went missing, but it's not totally clear what the nature of their relationship was, if it was romantic or if they were just friends. Diana didn't speak with him very often, but said his name was Marvin Woodfork. Their relationship was also said to be volatile. You didn't particularly like Marvin because he was also abusive to Wanda.
1: He was abusive to her, and he was a drunk.
0: How did you find out? Did Wanda tell you that he was abusive?
1: Oh yeah, I seen the bruises. Oh, yeah, she she told me everything. She said that he was he was abusive and he was he beat on her. And I said, well, why do you go back around there? You know, I just told her that he was bad news and she needed to stay away from him. And she did for a while, yeah. She stayed away from him for quite a while, and then all of a sudden she was back around him again this last time, so.
0: Finding out just exactly who Marvin is has been an enormous challenge. The first time I asked about him, Diana described him as older, in his 50s or 60s, and as being black. She does not have his number anymore. She also confirmed since our last episode that Marvin was the one who told police about Wanda leaving with a truck driver. In all the reports I could find online, it said that a male friend told told police, was that Marvin?
1: Yeah, that was Marvin. Yeah, Marvin's the one that told him that story, but uh, we never did find out if it was true or not. I guess I couldn't find the truck driver that she was supposed to uh, leave with.
2: He put that out there, and so for the longest time, everybody was trying to follow up on this tip, and, like, nothing was coming through. Like, nobody could nobody could pin that together. Nobody could get any information on that. And so I just, I remember in my head thinking, like, I don't know, that like, guy just, that like, guy doesn't know what he's talking about.
0: Megan remembered that she spoke to Marvin after her mom went missing and said that he seemed at the time like a nice older man. She didn't know until I told her that Diana had said that Marvin beat Wanda.
2: I was at my fiancé's soccer practice, and I was in the car. And I remember uh, that I was sitting in the car, and I had remembered I had his number in my phone because my mom had called from his house a few times, and he was telling me, you know, I don't really know, blah, 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 just, like, acted very stupid about it all. Um, And that's what made me chalk it up to, like, oh, this poor old guy doesn't know anything.
0: Megan also said that when she spoke to Marvin, he claimed that Wanda was, quote, in and out of his house. But Diana said that not too long after Wanda went missing, Marvin showed up at her house with a box of Wanda's stuff. Have you spoken to him since her disappearance?
1: Yeah, just one time when he brought some stuff that belonged to my daughter. It wasn't not even just a few days before she left. He brought a, a bunch of her stuff over here and said that uh, he thought he better bring this stuff over here now because she, he knew that Wanda would want heaven to have it for Christmas. And this was, you know, this was before Thanksgiving.
3: Uh,
1: you know, that kind of that kind of put a red flag on me right there when he did that. And then, then after that, i never heard from him again.
0: Yeah, that is strange. Very shortly after she left, he just kind of brought over all of her stuff to your house
1: yep and uh a lot of her stuff has still disappeared uh, a lot of her stuff has not showed up at all
0: right we kind of talked about a cell phone that never showed up
1: that's right don't know anything about her cell phone don't know about a lot of her clothes then the book that she was writing a lot of stuff that she took with her has just disappeared
0: do you remember you told me that book that your mom was working on It's gone along with. She's like, there's some other things of your mom's that are missing. I mean, do you have you ever read that book, or do you have excerpts of it, or was it just handwritten all of it?
2: Documents on the computer, and uh, was like printing some stuff out, and I don't know if she was writing some too. I mean, we're talking this book was like five, five years in the works, or longer. I can't remember. It was a very, very, very long time. I mean, because my mom would you know, flew around from state to state, place to place, year by year, and somehow always still had all that with her. Um, So I don't know how that would just vanish.
1: Yeah, she came and got a lot of her stuff when uh, and said she was going to uh, move into a place of her own, and uh, so she took a lot of stuff with her, and he, he just brought back just a little not hardly anything of hers except for some shampoos and stuff like that that she, uh, and her her coat, her white coat, uh, I still have it. Just some little odds and ends things, but none of her jewelry boxes or none of that's been found.
0: Did police ever come and look at Wanda's stuff that he brought over? Did they ever come to your house? Uh, no. What do you think about Marvin? I mean, do you think he would have had anything to do with her disappearance?
1: I've always thought he knew more. I mean, I've always had a feeling that he knew more about her leaving than he uh, he's that said. But you know, uh, you know, I couldn't swear to it. But you know, I just the feeling I have, in my gut feeling, that uh, he knows more than he's ever said.
0: I set out to find Marvin when I began doing my research on this case. On Facebook, I found a man who fit this profile. He was the right age, he lived in the right city, and had the overall correct physical description. I assumed that this was the guy. There was no one else of that same name and description anywhere that I could find online. I messaged him, and he never responded. So I started doing some digging to find out more about this person and this name, Marvin Woodfork. I did some searching through newspaper archives and found something that changed everything, or so I thought. In 2005, a man named Marvin Woodfork Sr., then 53 years old, was in the Chillicothe Gazette. It was the front page, this huge story that his two sons had been involved in a deadly shootout and one of them, Marvin Woodfork Jr., had been killed. His other son, a man named Crail Brooks, had only been injured in the fight. Now, if you know this story or live in Chillicothe, the name Crail Brooks will jump out to you immediately. Crail Brooks was discussed at length in the documentary Gone, the Forgotten Women of Ohio. He is suspected by many in the town, namely the family of Tamika Lynch as being involved in her disappearance. Local rumor had it that Crail had killed Tamika by a hot shot of heroin, a hot shot being an intentional overdose, at a party in the nearby town of Bainbridge, and that he had murdered the other missing woman, Charlotte Trago, because she had seen him give Tamika this overdose. There were rumors about things Crail had said to people, that he had finally cut up a body or something like that. And now this article was telling me that Crail Brooks is the son of A. Marvin Woodfork, the same name of the man who Wanda was staying with at the time of her disappearance. I also found another connection to the other women by researching more about Marvin. I found out that Jason McCrary, the man who was convicted of killing Timberly Claytor, he also goes by another name, which I think is his given name, And that name is Curtis Woodfork. Woodfork being the same last name of the man that Wanda was staying with. Curtis Woodfork, if you search Facebook, that is Jason McCrary, it's his profile. So I thought I had found all of these connections between who I thought was Wanda's Marvin and the Marvin with all of these coincidental links to the other cases. In finding all of these connections, everything seemed to fit so perfectly this man had the right name, was the right age, looked similar to how Diana had described him, I was so convinced that this Marvin was our Marvin.
1: Okay, that Marvin that you had was not the right
2: one.
0: After showing Diana the photo I found through Facebook, she started to remember different things about how old he could have been. 50 to 60 changed to could have been 30 or 40, though I know he's not young because both Megan and Diana described him as an older guy. So I started again, eager to get a yes from Diana, as she was the only person who knew who he was and knew what he looked like. There are several profiles in Chillicothe for Marvin, but they're spelled phonetically, like M-A-R-V-A-N or M-A-R-B-U-N, Woodfork. So I researched this name with this spelling... I found a thread of conversations on this website called Topics. that's T-O-P-I-X dot about this other Marvin. Let's just say that the conversations in this thread didn't have the nicest things to say about him, but this also doesn't seem like the website where you go to say nice things about people. It seems more of a place to go to publicly trash people but they accused this specific marvin of running drugs in chillicothe saying quote you're not welcome in ross county end quote this marvin woodfork also known by his nickname Lil snoop has a criminal record for burglary probation violations weapon charges and a strange third degree felony count of illegal conveyance of prohibited items onto the grounds of a specified governmental facility I'm not sure what that means. Suffice to say, he has a rap sheet. I found a photo of him, sent it to Diana, and she thought that it looked similar to the Marvin Wanda lived with and knew. The only problem with this Marvin is that in 2014, he was only 20 years old. That's 10 years younger than the youngest age estimate that Diana gave me. Hi, Chief Hollis. My name is Jordan Sims and I am with a podcast. That was me leaving a message for Ross County, who I was informed is the only agency that is allowed to release information publicly about Wanda's disappearance. I have not heard back yet, but I will keep trying. So in other words, I don't know who this crucial Marvin character is. I think he's older. I think his last name is possibly Woodfork, and that he currently lives in Chillicothe. Diana was sure of this last fact if you know who this person is or even if you knew Wanda around the time she went missing and you live in Chillicothe please contact us either through our Facebook page or our email that's thinairpodcast at gmail.com some quick business and we will be right back Thin Air has teamed up with HelloFresh and they are offering everyone in our audience $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code thinair 30 Everything from HelloFresh comes pre-measured in labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly and you have three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. I've really enjoyed the meals HelloFresh sent to me. I got balsamic fig chicken, classic beef chili, and creamy mushroom pork chops. My personal favorite was the classic beef chili, made with delicious Mexican spices. It was the perfect comfort food on a cold winter night. You won't spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take around 30 minutes. You can feel confident with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. So go to HelloFresh.com and use the code thINAIR30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. That's HelloFresh.com and use the code thINAIR30.
1: I don't know if you believe in psychics or not, but uh, uh, this woman that I talked to, she, she's a psychic, and I tell you what, what she said just made it so real.
0: She knew things that I didn't. I had, I hadn't even told her. I think we kind of talked about that last time. Did she say that Wanda had left? Is that what she said? She said Wanda had
1: left with the truck driver. He was in a blue truck and he has done this to other women before, and that he was going to get caught eventually.
0: The last person I heard mentioned in this case, besides Dollar Bill, who we discussed in the last episode, comes from this other mysterious piece of information, the unknown truck driver, which is the tip that Marvin gave to police, the Marvin who, at this point, anyway, I'm not sure that he exists. Marvin went so far as to throw out some names and a general description of this truck driver. And for Diana, this is a terrifying possibility, the truck driver who hurt Wanda. It opens up her disappearance to areas anywhere between Ohio and Texas. Do you think that whatever happened to Wanda, that it happened in your town rather than her leaving town? or? I think it,
1: they took her out of town. I think they took her. I think they took her to a location where they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do, and then they killed her, and it, uh, then did away with her body. And they were hoping that uh, it'll never be found.
0: But as we discussed in the last episode, police were unable to find this truck driver. There was no record of a man with this name working in the area, driving trucks. I also questioned why Wanda would leave town if she had this serious custody battle in two months. She also had a job and was helping to care for her daughter. So why would she leave? Why would she hop into a truck just to go back to Texas, only to come back a few months later? I asked Megan if she thought her mom would do this. I talked about that in the episode. I was confused because, I mean, from everyone, from you and Diana, it was like your mom was in town to get custody of heaven. Diana also said, we talked about what I was gonna do for Thanksgiving. Like she wanted to know what I was making and stuff like that. Yeah, so then why would she just like, okay, going to Texas. She wouldn't, she wouldn't.
2: Yeah, no, when when she, things like that, they're not, okay, they're not premeditated. I'm not gonna say my mom thinks this through. You know, it's because she doesn't have things to do. She's a favorite, but when my mom's, you know, so and her youngest child, yeah, she wouldn't have just hit the road. <laughs>
0: There were some details online which, initially anyway, seemed to give some credence to this theory. Some of Wanda's belongings were said to have been found in Galveston, Texas, in an alley. This was a clue that ultimately caused a lot of confusion because it turned out that these items had been found before she even went missing. Her missing persons flyer even goes so far as to clear this up. This truck driver theory opened up a few possibilities, the first being one that I don't think is very likely. What if Wanda did just decide to leave one day? She was a free bird, right? Maybe she just took off. But there are so many details in her case that make me think otherwise. The custody hearing, the job, all of the work she had been doing to be a good mom. It really seemed like Wanda was building a life and was doing everything she could to try to be around her daughter for others the truck driver idea is linked to potential sex trafficking something that often comes up as a theory in the cases of the other women some of these women had walked the streets and had been addicted to drugs which kept them in a potential cycle of abuse and manipulation According to the Ross County Coalition and Human Trafficking Spokesperson Julie Oates, human trafficking is defined as, quote, the victimization, exploitation of somebody for financial and or other forms of gain, end quote. She goes on to say, in reference to the Chillicothe women, quote, I believe that these are human trafficking cases, and I believe that these are girls who have been killed or given large amounts of drugs or forced to kill themselves because of the life, because of human trafficking, end quote. But again, this seemed like another dead end, another detail that I have no evidence for, other than, as Megan would argue again and again, that her mom was out of that life, that she wouldn't have had those connections, she wouldn't have been keeping in touch.
2: My mom was very sober and very straight. So I've cut family members out of my life because they just demand that my mom was under the influence. And it's ironic to me because they had no communication with my mom at the time and I was talking to her every day and they were trying to tell me what she was doing. So I was just like, okay. It's weird because I have always heard of missing stories and stuff like that. And I always felt like, wow, I just couldn't even imagine. And then you actually go through and it's like, you really like, that's the weirdest thing you can ever go through losing you know if somebody dies it's like okay well you know they're dead and it sucks and you're gonna mourn them but when somebody goes missing it's like you just don't even know where to stand even four years after. Sometimes you'll through a phase where you feel like you're at peace with it and you're like okay well you know my mom's gone and I'm at peace with it and then you know I don't know six months later you're like just depressed about it so it's weird. I have dreams about her a lot, and it's just weird having dreams about her and then waking up, and it's almost making me mad at God, because I'm like, why did you put her in my dream? Why did you let me feel like my mom was here again? And then I wake up and I realize that that's not the reality. Like, yeah, definitely the hardest thing I've ever been through. I've never really lost anyone close to me either, so that was hard. You know, she was just a wonderful girl. She grew up
1: uh, being a very good uh, outgoing uh, person. She was outspoken.
3: Um,
1: she was just, uh, you know, she was just loved. Everybody loved her. I mean, she would just light up the room when she came come in. She just had that smile. I mean, she just had this beautiful smile.
0: So this is what we know. Actually, it's probably more of what we don't know. But this case and story aren't over for me, and this will not be the last time that I talk about Wanda Lemons on our podcast. I am dying to know who Marvin is, and I am dying to know just the basic truths about Wanda's last known movements. We don't even have that. I can't even say with confidence the exact day that she went missing, which feels like this huge injustice, especially in such a well-known story and case this is not the end of our coverage on the Wanda Lemon story. I don't know when I'll know more, but I'm going to keep digging and I know something will come out. So stay tuned and we will see you in 2018. Thin Air podcast is created by me, Jordan Sims, and Daniel Calderon with production assistance from Nate Halda. Music today was provided by Blue Dot Check them out at sessions.blue. Thin Air podcast is supported by our donors at Patreon.com/slash/ThinAirPodcast. One of the rewards is to be listed as an executive producer of our show. The executive producers of Thin Air podcast are Bonnie mortensen Skeeter Hall, Anthony Loper, El McManus, Wendy Gabbery, Bridger Mobley, Susan Anderson, Nicole Goodwin. Jack and Christy Lupian, Drusilla Dents, Rebecca Hardberger, Heather Cadu, Mistaya Pena, and Elizabeth Farmer.